What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture History Lesson on the Ringer Dish uh, Network, I guess. Um, my name is Amelia Wedemeyer and today I'm joined by the one and only Liz Kelly. Hello, Liz. Hey, Amelia. I'm so happy yeah, to be hi. here. I'm so happy you're here too. <laughs> um, and we are going to discuss kind of like the life and times, the career, the impact of Miley Cyrus because 15 years ago um actually just the other day uh, on the 6th of July she became the youngest artist to have two number one albums in under a year at 14 years old yes that's correct you heard it here um so this happened in 2007. Uh, and while some people don't count the first Hannah Montana album as a Miley Cyrus album because she's credited as the character Hannah Montana mm. and apparently only sings uh, eight of the 13 tracks, which is still the majority of the <laughs> tracks. Uh, you know, they don't count it, but I count it. I think we should all count it. Mm -hmm. That's a huge... Um, 
feat for for just a 14 year old. Incredible. It's crazy. Um, Yes. And I got pulled up from the bench, the ringer dish bench, because (laughs) we're talking Miley Cyrus. I'm here. As as you guys know, who listen to a hot second of the ringer dish channel, Amelia is like the historian. And I'm here as a fan and and as a Hannah, both of Hannah Montana and of Miley Cyrus. Um, And I love that, Amelia, you tried to make this like a historical musical <gasps> podcast and I just inserted like a whole history of her hair but we're going to be talking about both no, of those I lo- things <laughs> I love that and I love that and I just want to give a quick shout out to Jade Whaley who is one of our lovely interns this year and she did a lot of research she helped a us out lot. a bunch with the outline yes so also sh- early Miley is hard to dig through between like her actual <laughs> Hannah Montana persona and her work as Miley Cyrus. So it's not easy it's digging true. up this stuff. So I know. So thank, <laughs> thank you, God that for was, you. Thank you. You were waiting in deep. Yeah. Like I'm sure you hit some <laughs> random links there that probably went to like photo bucket websites. Yeah. It's just, you know, some <laughs> dead links. Uh, so we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to obviously talk about Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, a uh, little background. She's, I'm sure people who are listening to this are probably like, yeah, we know. But um, she is the daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus, who, as you know, had a huge hit in the 90s with Achy Breaky Heart. He had the mullet. He doesn't have that anymore. You could say this is his only hit. But it was <laughs> a huge hit, perhaps his only a huge one. Hit. And you know what? That's okay. A, a lot of us never get even one hit. So True. congrats to Billy Ray. Um, actually, you know what? Honestly, he has one musical hit, but he has so many other great, like just life hits. Yeah, you know, we talk about him yeah. on Tea Time a little bit. He's always in the news <laughs> doing something. Yeah, <laughs> right. Much to think about with that. Yes. Guy. Um, but anyway, Miley, she had an agent at the time. She had done some acting before winning the role of Miley Stewart slash Hannah Montana. So that's kind of her background. Um, the Hannah Montana background we have going on is that, uh, it's interesting because the success of like Disney Channel original movies, Mm -hmm. like the Cheetah Girls and my favorite high school musical, Mm -hmm. um, uh, as well as shows Lizzie McGuire and the musical episodes of Even Stevens. Liz, I know you're a fan of Even Stevens. I am. (laughs) Shout out to Coach Tugnut, who we just spoke about (laughs) last week. We love love that guy. This is a real golden era, or maybe it's just because it's the era we grew up in. But this is a hot time for Disney. And Hannah Montana was just right in there, right in the, it, the heart of it. She really was. And I think I was more of a Lizzie McGuire fan. I grew up more with that. And uh, I remember just being like, oh my God, Hillary Duff. She is like so cool. And she <laughs> she really started the wave of like, well, I mean, there have always been teen idols, but like really tween idol, like the way she marketed it. And she she had an out a couple hit albums. Mm-hmm. She had the hit TV show. We knew about her like dating life at yes. like what sixteen. Yes, she. I know she had a line of uh, it was called stuff by Hillary Duff. I remember. <laughs> oh Do you remember God. that? No, no. Okay. that was okay. <laughs> what is she stuff had a by line? Hillary Duff? It was like a line of products that was like sold at Target. It was just like lip gloss and like I don't know books. Oh and my stuff. God. Okay. Yeah. So she was kind of a tween mogul, mm-hmm. which is iconic, and they kind of wanted to mold. Miley Cyrus in the way in which they did Hillary Duff, which I think was really smart. And obviously, uh, it worked. Um, Hannah Montana premiered two months after High School Musical, and they auditioned 
a thousand girls for the lead role. One of which, did you know, was Jojo? No way. Oh, I think she would have yeah. done a good job too. But yeah, originally they thought Miley Cyrus was too, or we should we call her Destiny Hope in this era. De- for Destiny like, Hope. Um, they thought she was too young, too small, whatever. And then I guess she just mm-hmm. badgered these casting execs and then got <laughs> it. And then Billy Ray was cast because how could you not? Like their actual real life dad daughter duo. It's right. so good. The One banter of the best was already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was just, they saw it and they were like, we got to do this it. This is it. And <laughs> this is it. And I was reading actually an article. I think it was like a People article. And Billy Ray was like, you know, I try not to suggest anything to her. I try to let her live her life. And, and she suggests things to me. So from the beginning, Miley was precocious, <laughs> um, which we love to see in a child star, obviously. Um mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Hannah Montana debuted on the Disney Channel March 24th, 2006, which is just like actually makes me sick. It makes mm-hmm. me sick <laughs> um, to think that because that was over 15 years ago. Uh, kill me. Um, anyway, uh, due to the immediate success among viewers, uh, namely the tween set, which is about like what they label it like eight to 14 or something. Mm-hmm. Um They released the first soundtrack, the Hannah Montana CD that October. That's kind of the one we mentioned um, up top. And it was it was a number one uh, album. It was named the eighth best selling album of the year in the U.S. (laughs) The power of tweens. Seriously. (laughs) Um, And it sold three point two million copies worldwide, which is it's incredible for someone who was 13 at the time. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, pretty much from the jump, she was just really famous. Um, yeah. I feel like there weren't a couple of like flop years for Hannah Montana. It just started out red hot. Just and red hot. the momentum continued. But yeah, there was no, this early success really like paved the way for the rest of her career. Like it was, it was incredible. Immediately famous and immediately successful. And did you immediately watch the show when it premiered? <laughs> Were you like, yes. Coming home yes. every day from high school to watch. Yes. No, I'm kidding. And we were just talking about this before I started recording. Yeah. I am like almost exactly the same age as Miley Cyrus in real life. So it was more, I can't tell if it was even normal that I watched this from the beginning. It was definitely for children. And Jade, who's younger than me, was just talking about how she watched it too, but she is younger than me. And I mm-hmm. followed this girl, Hannah Montana, like through basically the end of the show where she like, you know, graduates high school, but I was also graduating high school watching Disney Channel. Whoa. So, but yes, 2006 makes me sad. But um, yes, I followed her from the beginning. And as we'll talk about, her early albums are some of her best work. So, um, but we'll get to it. Oh my, I mean, we can get to it right now because let's get into some of the top songs. (laughs) Um, We have, and I'm sure it's like, I'm, we're reading uh, the names of these songs out and I can like hear them yes. in my head. You know, I can like, I'm bopping along to exactly. it. Exactly. Um, the best of both worlds where she talks about being Miley Stewart and Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. Love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Who Said, which is, she. She's. I think she says in the song, like, Who Said I Can't Be President? So it's an early <laughs> feminist track. Um, you know? <laughs> And then uh, my favorites, I like still listen to this song to this day, which is absolutely embarrassing. Um, If we were a movie, that song is a banger. This song is so good. It's so so good. good. Although it is confusing career wise for her and she'll break (laughs) off from it soon is that she was 
Hannah Montana, I think, singing. But then she did other albums outside of that as like Miley Cyrus. So I actually am grateful that she kind of broke off from that early. Totally. It's kind of confusing. She did a couple concerts as her like dual. yeah. Right. Which I'm sure she's wearing that scratchy blonde wig <laughs> yeah. and everything. Like it's, yeah. you know, let her breathe. Let her hair breathe. Um, let her be not even just quote unquote Miley Stewart, but Miley Cyrus. Exactly. Um, you know, so at after the first year of the hit show Hannah Montana, that averaged 3.5 million viewers. That's that's insane. That is gangbuster numbers. Um, and again, it shows the power of tweens. Um mm-hmm. Miley spent the rest of the year opening for the Cheetah Girls on their tour. Um, I had no idea about this. This is so great. This is such a gem of an (laughs) odd trivia piece. It is. I can't believe it. And I was a huge fan of the Cheetah Girl movies. Um, I mean, I still am. I'll watch them. Uh, So that was exciting to note that uh, she opened for them. I think that's like kind of that's perfect synergy between the two shows. Um. You know, Disney knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, she obviously she was gaining practice, uh, performing in front of people. And, you know, she was becoming more and more of the actual pop star, which we see today and mm-hmm. which she also played on the show, which I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had the double album. This comes after, or I think during season two of Hannah Montana. The It was released June 26, 2007. Again, it went number one on the Billboard 200, which again, it was why we're celebrating this, why we're celebrating Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. And it was titled Hannah Montana 2, Meet Miley Cyrus. Another couple of good songs here, Amelia. Nobody's and, perfect. True friend. These are ballads. Great. This is also paving the way for the climb. Like, you know, you she could oh. like really sing, you know, but it was yeah, early yes. days still. Totally. Um, but yeah, these are classics. To know Miley is to know these early, early songs. They're really it's good still. So true. No, I will still rock out to Nobody's Perfect. That is a freaking bop. Um, <laughs> I also love how the album is used as a way to be like, okay, yes, we know she's she goes by Hannah Montana to millions of young girls and boys. But she's really, this is Miley Cyrus. Like, Mm -hmm. this is actually her. And so it was kind of nice to be like, hi, hi, world. It's Miley Cyrus. It's not Hannah Montana. It's Miley Cyrus. Tish Cyrus was working overtime, carving out (laughs) a career as the singular girl known as Miley Cyrus. So true. Tish, her mom. Um, It's so true. Uh, We also get kind of our first, I, I mean... For I mean, at the time, obviously, she's 14. So like, she's a teen girl, you know, you you kind of want to stir up, well, maybe not all of us, but like some of us want to stir up trouble. You're you're pushing the boundaries a little bit. And this is comes out the same year as her first photo leak scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, she was dating Nick Jonas at the time. That, I remember that. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a picture in the bathroom with her shirt pulled up. Honestly, it was pretty dang innocent but yeah. of course people were like oh, oh my she, god we know a lot more now than we do then and like how the media mm-hmm. reacts to young Charlotte's. first of all she was hacked so this was not her posting true. Yes. the photos this was some creepo who got caught and also hacked a bunch of other celebrities photos so that's number one Number two, I feel like we could break up all these different Miley pods to be like the like Miley Cyrus controversies. Now where I know we're focusing on music, but this right. is really the start of as it she's is. talked like in her adult life about Disney was trying to 
perhaps like stifle her, be like, you are- Tame her. Yes, yeah. like an image for um, young girls and an example right. for young people. Like you cannot do X, Y, and Z. And as you grow older and as you get to be more in your teenagers, like she had harder and harder of a time kind of like sticking within those boundaries. Um, and this is kind of sort of like where it all starts. Like I know we're going to talk about- you know, the the Vanity Fair photo shoot and all these things, all these happened between like right. 2007 and 2008. I know you have a couple of more facts about her as a celebrity in this time. No, yes. I, I also think it's interesting. I was also reading a New York Times article from, it was 2006 by Jacques Steinberg. And he even mentions that trying to set up what Hannah Montana is all about. He was like, think, imagine Britney Spears only more chaste, which mm-hmm. is an interesting thing to know. Like mm-hmm. you said, it was, they were trying to really Disneyfy her image and make it really squeaky clean for kids and whatnot. Whereas at the same time, you know, she's, she's a burgeoning young woman. So it's just, it's never, it's, it's no one's fault. Well, it's it's Disney's fault, really. Um, but um, it's obviously it's she's just testing the limits. It's okay. Like that's what teens do. Yeah, we know a lot. We're smarter now. I hope as like media consumers yeah. and also people who put out media uh, talking about these young people because. I hear, um, so it says in May 20, 2008, Time Magazine granted Miley the 59th most influential person, which is kind of funny. It's kind of low. She'll obviously like, you I know, know, keep right? rising the ranks as the years go on. 2008, um, she was ranked number 35 on the Forbes Celebrity 100. Mm. She says there's $25 million of earnings between 2007 and 2008, which is insane. But I guess you That's think about wild. Hannah Montana merchandise and like the Disney totally. machine is yeah it pays it's like really really successful and um, she probably only got like a sliver of the cut of i know you know money know. from all the merch and everything so and then i love a- this this is like you know your celebrity is when madame tussauds makes you a wax figure <laughs> yes. and does kind of a shitty job but that was debuted <laughs> in march 2008 um, and then, yeah, like I said, oh, a month later, so she was on Vanity Fair. And then we do not have to go into it because it's been discussed <laughs> at nauseum. But that was the Annie Leibovitz, like, kind of, quote, unquote, the topless. Top. She wasn't actually. T- she was holding a freaking uh, bread spread. Yeah, like, I know. Down. I know. Anyway, um, do you want to talk a little bit about her hair <laughs> in do. this era? Because I really, I can't wait. I really want to hear about this. Thank you for indulging me on this because... This is me as a fan. I basically know her through her hair transformations. This era, the 2008, like 2007, she was being paparazzi literally everywhere she went. This was the start of her whole life actually being photographed. Yeah. But this was in the like really heavy, dark brown hair extensions that went all the way yeah. to her back. They were always curly. I was so jealous because you guys can't see me, but I'm really fine annoying straight brown hair. And I always would look at this being like, oh my God, her hair is so beautiful. And she said it was like 10 pounds of extensions. Anyway, <laughs> really heavy, heavy, dark eyeliner that has created this meme that so lasts dark. to this day about people with blue eyes. And it's like, they pierce her soul. And it's a photo of Miley Cyrus in this era where she's like, kind of giving you this look <laughs> with her eyes and all this heavy she's makeup. staring deep in your soul. Oh. She's got like, I wouldn't even say her eyebrows are that thin, but they are thin. Thinner, thinner than you know usual, and she's yes. just got like she's wearing like light pink gloss, and she's just she, and she's got her like, snaggle tooth. It's just she's so powerful, and she is I love so her powerful. so much. Um, but yes, a this great is image where she takes the hell off, and now we're gonna go to her second studio album, 
Breakout. Amelia, go ahead. Breakout. It was released in 2008. Again, this was, we're talking within the, like within a, a period of like five years or less. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, You know, they churn it out over at Disney. There's a really, not, it's not super funny, but there's a, a meme about, they're like, you know, Disney makes everyone into a singer slash actress. And they, mm-hmm. they show all these people who you would never think uh, also got record deals, but they all did. Um, anyway, it made the Billboard Hot 100 at 84. And uh, we have uh, the single Seven Things, which I kind of remember, but kind of. I'm sorry. Oh my god! This is her start of her like headbanger era where she okay, like, got like it, you know got it quote unquote rock you know but she wasn't it's yes, like baby rock sure yes fly on the wall do you know that song Amelia that's really good is that the one about Nick Jonas I don't know I just oh, listen okay. to these songs like as a happy like I don't know who the hell they're about but I just like them as a fan no um, it's, they're fun like kind of they remind me of like a little bit um about Avril Lavigne or her music yes. they remind me a little bit of that you know yes fly on the wall is like when you thought you were like being really sassy as a teen and I would sing and kind of like sway around yeah. and it's just like really PG um it's, and you wear the converse song. chucks and you're yes. like yeah I yes. am rock and roll yeah and mm-hmm. then see you again is also a great song another like oh that's a good one like, rock but not really Right, um, but great is album. The, is that the one where she goes? My best friend Leslie said, "Oh, she's yes. just being." <laughs> yes, and this is when they like yeah. kind of talk through their songs, like Taylor Swift mm. doing it. Like everyone was yes. kind of Kesha, spe- yeah, like mm-hmm. spoken word. Um, really good. <laughs> yes, sing talk. Yeah, <laughs> I love a good sing talk album. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. It was the uh, the breakout album. Was there a song called Breakout on it? I don't know. Um, yes, there was. Oh, there was. Okay, mm-hmm. good to know. Um, and then we have. The Time of Our Lives album, uh, which for me was huge because let me just say, I freaking adore the song Party in the USA. And if you don't know that song, I need you to pause this podcast and I need you to look up Miley Cyrus Party in the USA and and just listen to it. And if, if you don't know, then I never want to hear from you ever again. But I uh, think arguably this is her most famous song still would to you, date. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's the most I like worldwide right. and kind of most known. Whether or not you know it's Miley Cyrus, you know this song. I feel like is, right. In my is, personal opinion. But no, I I mean I would 100 percent agree with you. This is like this is the song. Um it was released in 2009. And it's honestly, I would love for it to become the national anthem. I love the song so much. It is so good. It just, it's, I, there's nothing I can say other than I, I just, I love it. And I, yeah. um, I love the references in it. I love, she talks about Jay-Z. She talks about Britney. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun song. And you know what else is on this song that I know I've been saying a lot of paving the mm-hmm. way. She probably did pave all that much. To me, she paved every way. But this is her first cover on an album. This, she covered Kicking and Screaming, which is originally an Ashley Simpson song. Oh, really? On Pieces of Me. And it's on this album. She kind of <gasps> made a little twist, made it on her own. And now... I love that. She has reached like an entirely new audience in the last couple of years of like her covers. And like everyone yeah. oh. knows how amazing she is with That's covers. So and true. this is like... She's been doing it since as long as she's been a musical artist. She's been Th- kicking ass amazing. at them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Well, and I, I guess Kesha also helped to write a few songs on this album. Which yeah, I this think, again, It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Sing Talk era, yeah. which we have to stand. It's really good. And um, yeah. 2009, same year, Hannah Montana, oh. the movie. Oh, So good. So good. Um, We have The Climb 
as we mentioned before, um, that I don't even it's isn't it starts out slow and it's like I can almost see. Yeah, it. it's taking everything it yeah. in my power not to start singing <laughs> all of these songs, but they're hard to sing, so I won't. Um, the climb is what I yeah. blasted like every single day, like going into like my junior year, like shit ass high school, like trying to fucking <laughs> get through each and every passing day. You're like I'm I'm it on is climb. the climb. Still, yeah, I feel that truly. way. Um, I hear you, <laughs> uh, but it's really a great song for Miley mm-hmm. fans, at least. Oh, totally. Um, and 2009 was also the year where we get another little glimpse of, you know, people trying to cause a commotion where there really shouldn't be a commotion. It was the Teen Choice Awards where she, quote unquote, pole danced to Party in the USA. And it wasn't, she wasn't even pole dancing. There we was just a have pole to there. talk about that. I okay, rewatched yeah. it for this podcast. Uh-huh. She's standing next to the pole. <laughs> See it? She like uses it for traction. She's like stability. She's like on yeah, a moving exactly. truck. Exactly. Like, what do you want her to do? It, it's so stupid. And I read so many articles so about her pole dancing. And you know what? To be fair, we didn't know what was coming because she does eventually start pole dancing, twerking and doing like, we should have been grateful for just that <laughs> before she started really dancing like a fool. But um, yeah, this was nothing. Again, people being so stupid about her. So you know, dumb. Putting her in a box, even though she's like a full teenager. Exactly. And again, like you said, if she was using it for freaking stability, like, yeah. you know, come on. <laughs> yeah. um, and then in 2010 came... The Can't Be Tamed album, which is your favorite album. Okay. It really is. And no, yeah, I, I love know that I've been, it is. Like, really hyping her up. And I'm smart enough to know when she starts getting in her flop era at the end of the pod. <laughs> I think we're like ending with that. But Can't Be Tamed is all good. Yeah. Okay. Again, another great cover. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Wait, what? Is my preferred, Michaels? Yes, it's my preferred version of that song. I did not know she covered you that. Oh my got God. To listen to okay. Amelia. Again, she's got dark hair, eyeliner. I love it. Yes. She's like, she's doing her thing. My Heart Beats for Love, Can't Be Tamed is obviously an amazing song. Two More Lonely People. This is like, again, it's not rock, and I understand that nobody come for me, but like, it is kind of. It's like as much rock as you can get for a Disney Channel. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And I do remember when the. A uh, music video for this was released and it was controversial because she was like, she looked like a bird. Do you remember she like wore like feathers yeah, and stuff? I do. And the song is not my favorite, but it is catchy. And she's like, I can't be tamed. And you're like, whoa, oh yeah. my God, you can't be tamed. And then also important hair note, she goes from yes. really dark brown to kind of a reddish, which is honestly my favorite era. Still a I was- lot of extensions. She but looked like, great in that red hair. Freaking great. And she started wearing crop tops. Everyone was all up in arms. But like, this is a great time for Miley. She's dating Liam. She's like walking around Toluca Lake, taking yoga classes, like making hits. Uh, this was her Pilates era body. Yes. I remember that. She yes. looks so good. I mean, she yes. looks, always looks great, but like really toned body. Yes. And it will um, transition into her yoga era where it's in her top knot era. Again, as a yes. Miley fan, very defining piece of history is when she starts wearing her hair in a top knot. I love um, that. Again, great. Was very envious of her hair her every her entire life. Um, and then 2012, she starts dying a blonde. Again, she was like so powerful. And then she chops it off. Chops which is it all the start off. of something not as great in her musical career. Um, but I know Kind of a dark era. So oh, I, I know. I'm sorry. I, well, okay. Yes, we should probably for, preface this. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, I was going to say 2012, Miley and Liam get engaged. Again, just important history for those who care. Um, also 2012, and I talk about this on Tea Time and like no one's seen, it doesn't ever get any traction, but this is the beginning of Miley's backyard sessions on Wait, YouTube. Wait, I like the backyard sessions. I know you do. I mean like traction from like the general public. Sure, or listeners. sure, like, sure. No yeah. one ever like goes and like watches those after I say them. <laughs> but they're my most watched videos still to this day on YouTube. I watch them. Are they really? All the time. They're, They're good. Like my go-to feel good, like feel calm. Anyway, it's her acoustic and her guitar kind of like unplugged YouTube series that yes, she still does yeah. now. Um, anyway, just a, another important Miley history piece was that was the start of it. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence every inch stitch sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection that's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. And then we move on to uh, the much maligned album, which uh, I'm sorry, but it's like my favorite album. Uh, it's the fourth studio album. It's called Bangers. It's released in 2013. It's her third number one album. Thank you very much. And it includes the single Wrecking Ball, which everyone and their mother knew about, made the memes about because she's riding a wrecking ball mm -hmm. and she's doing it like in like a just a tank top and some briefs. And so people are like, Whoa. yes, her hair is chopped off. She, her hair is platinum blonde. She's got like grills. She's like really, as a fan, I feel like also I have to be smart, smart enough to know like she's made some really big errors like sure. in her career, specifically with her music because bangers 
has a different vibe than her past music, right? And like Miley Cyrus has had many eras of her life. But she this has. is when she first started collaborating with Mike Will Made It, who's like a huge, huge part of her right. success and her career. Fro Williams collaborated on Bangers. And then we'll get into this later, but like she really like maligned the whole genre and like kind of so much of her success. And like, yeah. honestly, she appropriated like rap culture, like so much of that and now has like distanced herself from it. But it has to be said, I mean, this was not, this was not like a shining moment, I don't it, think, like in her musical. It, yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. And I guess she called it, she called the album Dirty South Hip Hop, except a lot of these songs are not hip hop. So no. I don't really know what she's talking about. Yeah. However, um, I will say, I think a lot of these um, songs are are really catchy. I personally love um, Do My Thing. I love SMS Bangers. I, I love that one, actually. And I know a lot of Miley songs. I'm going to have to look that one up. <laughs> it's, it's bad, but like, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I also love, I love the Adore You song. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a nice one. one. Um, and, and it's also the We Can't Stop that uh, song that I think was originally for Rihanna, but Rihanna passed on it. And so Miley got it. Hmm, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So I don't know why I like that album. I think this was when I was working in a small town and um, had bad depression. So I think that was, you know, it was something to uplift me at the time. Yeah. So I think I associate it with like one of the happier moments then. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, it had a huge commercial success. It's only after that everyone was like, you know, this was right. Like, you cannot malign the exact like album, <laughs> album and that kind of, you know, that gave you so much success and the genre totally, that she totally, took, you know. Um, but this is also speaking of performances, mm. the 2013 infamous <laughs> VMA performance with Robin. How Thicke. could we? How could anyone forget about the 2013 MTV VMA performance with the one and only uh, masked? <laughs> Um, sorry, the mass singer judge now. That's his biggest claim to fame now. Oh. Robin Thicke. Uh, they do a medley of uh, her songs as well as his only hit song, uh, Blurred Lines. And she twerks on him. She's wearing uh, like a latex nude like bikini. And yeah. he's wearing that uh pinstripe but they're like really thick pinstripe suit and like that was a whole Halloween costume I remember everyone had that um and you know what else was like yeah this this start of something she did so much that I forgot about and I must have buried this in a part of my brain that like chose to forget was her tongue (laughs) like do you remember like your body starts kind of like tongue usage era the tongue yeah like (laughs) she like was like kind of like cheeky or something like I don't know what the hell she thought she was doing but in this VMA performance she's obviously like testing the waters and like right just like sticking her tongue out. I can't even describe it. And then for the next year, like every photo of her, even at events, she, you're she's so got right. her tongue out. She's got the tongue. <laughs> so I don't know. Weird. It's like cool girl kind of like, yeah, eh, like, eh. like I'm wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember some of the memes from the infamous VMA performance. We had people saying Billy Ray and Alan Thicke, who is Robin Thicke's father and is also was also an actor, come get your kids and people, you know, comparing her little nude suit to chicken. I, I remember that. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Just this like a lot of random memes. A gigantic fuck you to Disney, to Hannah <laughs> Montana, was. to everyone yeah. who said like she couldn't. She just really. And this was, again, a start of an era where like I kind of 
distance for a while. She's like kind of come back around. But anyway, sure. yes, this like smoking weed on stage and kind of right. Like, that was I'm her this, big like, thing. Yes, was like weed. She was in her weed era. Yeah, and then also, it has to be said, a month after this VMA performance, her and Liam Hemsworth broke up. So he saw oh, really. Oh yeah. God. He saw what was up and was like, you know what? He's I'm like, gonna let you do this alone for a bit. Um, and that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know we're only focusing on like this early era and not sure. to add work to her play. I feel like another pod could be like her like later years because Oh, I love that. Yeah. She's evolved a lot, went through she many has. other like musical genres. But uh it's yeah, true. like I said in 2017, she like really tried to distance herself from this bangers album and just right. in general, like rap and hip hop culture, which is a huge mistake. And then she brought like kind of walked back on those comments, but still, um, yeah, she's like tried to remove herself unsuccessfully, like right. from, and you know, bangers. Right. And we're just like, okay, okay, girl. But yeah. um, you know, that I yeah, I I feel I what I I guess going back to kind of the VMA performance, I do like I, I've always liked bangers. I always thought it was a fun album, but the, I remember the VMA performance being like so controversial. And then mm-hmm. I rewatched it for this and I was like, what's the worst thing that literally there wasn't anything bad with it like okay she twerked on robin thick but yeah like what that's like (laughs) the fact that that was made into such a big deal again is like what it's like they had to get like uh, the pope's approval for for forgiveness or something Mm -hmm. it was wild i think robin thick went on like oprah and had to explain himself and and you know what what are we doing like she's a little bit younger actually she wasn't uh-huh. like i'm trying to think about olivia rodrigo who um is 19 oh sure and, yeah so it's about the same age as miley in 2011 slash 2012 yeah. it's like right in this time period yeah and i just think we see young female celebs so different now because olivia rodrigo wears whatever she want on the red carpet including like like cleavage revealing dresses and right. that's her Sexy she's 19 dresses. she's an adult whatever yeah her music says the words fuck you in it it's talking about <laughs> yeah. you know and like no one is micromanaging or like micro examining no one if cares. she can do that as a woman as a young woman it's so true it's and so true it's just interesting the difference between because I, I know you wanted to talk about like who is like a new or like modern age Miley yeah So I was, and I don't know anybody who's young now but Olivia Rodrigo is someone who came up who's so famous and younger, but just wild how differently we treat the two. Treat them. Yeah, the which age. is like, part of me is like, thank goodness we don't treat them the same way we tr- uh, treated like Miley or like someone even like Britney Spears. But at the same time, it's like, it makes you kind of feel bad for like, oh, I can't believe I was so critical and harsh, Yeah, you know, for something so honestly innocent. Yeah. Um, Do you have thoughts on who's the next Miley or tween teen star? You know, I was thinking about this. I was like, well, you know, TikTok is so big that it mm-hmm. might be... T- but then I thought there are a lot of like tweens that can't go on social media for obviously good reasoning. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to... I-, I feel like TikTok is more for like older teens than it is for younger teens. And I think younger teens and and tweens kind of fell into my- the Miley Hannah Montana category as much as the older teens did and, and adults um, in her kind of breakout era. And so I don't really know. I'm trying. It's hard because even people who are really famous now from TikTok, like you know, the Charlie D'Amelio's and the Addison Rays, they're not nearly 
as successful, even though they are successful, as as she was um, yeah. when she yeah. was on the Disney Channel. Dixie D'Amelio is trying to straight up have a music career and it's Girl. not exactly <laughs> working. <laughs> Again, it could be like a, a question of talent. Um, and yeah. Addison Rae as well. Like she's trying <laughs> to sing and act and do all these different things. Oh. But and the, we've seen that music video. And it's yes, not we have. Yeah. We know though still the Disney pipeline works. It's it's it where Olivia Rodrigo came from. Like That's she didn't good point. pop out of thin air and now she's like kind of a cool young kind of rock like starlet. Yeah. So totally. still 10 years later, the machine works, which is probably it's not good, not great, whatever it is. Right. Um, but that is still like a known method of success for like bringing young starlets. You're an actress and then you That's a great break point. out and try to do your own thing. In music. Yeah, um, no, definitely. I think, um, yeah, it is interesting how, and I don't really know because I'm old and I don't know everything about Olivia Rodrigo, but it almost seems like her music career is really distanced from her yes. Disney persona, which yes. I think is interesting. And um, I guess you could, it's an asset in some ways in that, you know, she's appealing to the masses rather than just like a certain age group, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, Miley didn't start out that way, but I think she's that way now. Mm -hmm. But I, it's really hard. And I don't know if it's like even possible to, with today's culture where there's just so much to choose from, even for children, there's so much to choose mm -hmm. from. So there's not really kind of monoculture for, for <laughs> kids, which is like yeah, insane to say. Mm -hmm. But um, I think for a lot of us growing up, there there was a, somewhat of a monoculture and it, it was kind of limited to, you know, Disney Channel or uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now kids are getting their content from Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, social media, you know, YouTube, all yeah. of these different places. I tried so. researching like, you know, the next it. And then I felt yeah. kind of weird, like young teen. I know, I'm just like up and coming like starlet, like I Spotify looking at her. <laughs> yeah, we need Zoe Simmons or someone to like oh tap God, into like, yeah. what the teens, how the teens find and like, like new music. Um, it's true. But yes, Miley has done a lot since. Obviously, I know we're she stopping has. here and like her discography, but she went on again, flop air, went to Miley Cyrus and her dead pets, which is like very psychedelic. Oh. I, didn't juice. she yes she, with, had, like, she had like died. milk on her face yeah and, like milk there was like I just remember this all this milk everywhere yeah with, like, this is where she decorated colors. her house like insane I don't know if you remember that she just oh, went through a weird yeah. psychedelic period of I do finding herself and then out of nowhere so that was 2015 and then 2017 she released Younger Now which I don't know if you like that album it's straight country it's like she's in an out like a leather jacket like okay Elvis inspired her music videos are like 50s doo-wop it's just it's so bizarre that all of this Wait. happened in such quick succession oh yeah okay is is this the one where she okay i'm looking at the cover oh wow it is like elvis kind of like yeah. new age elvis wow um is this the malibu album? yes this, okay and then again she's like pixie fairy woman in the forest and on the beach and kind of like breech blonde short hair it just She's gone through a lot. That can be for another pod. Anyway, she continues to mold herself as an artist and now she is like in a different... to change. Rock yeah. era. But yeah, you I guys should look at her covers. also remember the She Is Coming 
album. Do you remember? I'm I'm now thinking back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing breaks like a heart, which is a Mark Ronson produced song, and mm-hmm. that, I remember that I like that song. And then is Plastic Hearts the one with um, Midnight Sky? Because yeah, that's her 2020, 2020 album. That's a great song. That yeah, is a great and song. It still makes bangers. And now yeah, she's like so famous true. on TikTok for her covers, which is so weird. You guys go back and look at the early stuff. Oh. Trust me. <laughs> Go you look at if it. we were a movie and you'll know the history. <laughs> that song is so good. We'll, so have many, do, we'll have to do a deeper dive on our new stuff at a we later have date. To. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Liz Kelly. Uh, thank you to our producer, Devin Manzi. My name is Amelia Wedemeyer. And thank you guys for listening to the latest from Pop Culture History Lesson. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.